Welcome to Past the Remote, I'm James Chalmers, and with me as always are my wonderful co-hosts, Tina Harris-Nandis. Hello! And Nicholas Owen. Hello. I was going to do this whole bit about introducing Foodcast, and be like, oh, I read the wrong envelope, sorry guys. <laughs> Classic. But then I was like, everyone's going to play that joke, so. Classic reference to something. Yeah, everyone's going to be like, I, this is Chudqua, Chud, I can't even, yeah. no, I'm too Well, no I'm one's done. in Chudqua, so I think you <laughs> yeah. are, you're the minority there. Yeah. Uh, how have our weeks been, guys? Pretty good. Busy. Uneventful for me. Tina's really tired at the end of a big day, mm-hmm. but um, she's going to try and fight through it all anyway. Uh, you know why? Because I'm a trooper. That's right. We've got this battle royale happening We later. do. The listeners won't know what that means. But all right, we'll no. We have a Hunger Games. I'm already starting the fight. It's not battle royale. It's Hunger Games. I'm just one of those guys who like paints or does it. I've got a really shitty... Tina's got like a bow. <laughs> um, Peter just turns into a rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to paint a tree on my arm. I will yeah. argue the Battle Royale is superior to Hunger Games, but that's fine. I know. Um, you're to watch it, it's really good. I do, I do have um, to watch it. I suppose the big event in film and television this week was the Oscars. What's that? <laughs> oh, classic. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did talk about the Oscars briefly we, last week. So I think your prediction was right. I think uh, Tina and I maybe said La La Land would probably win. And you guys were right. I don't even remember. For about For seconds. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I think you did say you thought Moonlight would I said get Moonlight. It. I said the upset with Hacksaw Ridge would be great, but I think Moonlight's going to take it. So yeah. I was very happy with that. A lot of wins all around, though, that I was happy with. Like, Emma Stone getting an award? Great. Like, no? I differ. Now, I, okay, I, I actually watched La La Land, um, which is hard to say really quickly, yeah. uh, recently as well. I think it was just after the Oscars. And I, I couldn't see... I, I really liked it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. Um, but I couldn't see how anyone in that could win a best actor or actress award from it because it just wasn't enough. I didn't. I thought mm. the star of the show was like the the theme and the yeah. songs, and I guess the way it was shot. Yeah, it was like how did she win over any of the other candidates? I just thought she was Meryl Streep. Well, I haven't said that, but we're apparently that's not like the best Meryl Streep. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> bless you. God bless. Wow, that. Hang on, I'm just gonna pause this for a second. Okay, we're back. Sorry, Luna was destroying a toy, and we had to rescue her from the contents within. <laughs> uh, no, I was just saying uh, regarding La La Land, whether yeah, I just couldn't see how anyone from that was worthy of winning a like. I thought they were great in it. Don't get me wrong, but I just mm. didn't think anyone had enough to do to compete with, say, a character that's you know on the screen for the whole time. To, you mm. know, um, but obviously that's just my opinion. I um, I think in my review, my first review, which was written on Facebook. Um, I did say that I really loved it, but I didn't think it deserved all the accolades it'd been nominated for. And I still stand by it, but I do love that soundtrack, and I do love everyone in it, so... That's been stuck in my head for a while. We've been playing that soundtrack at work non-stop. People hate me, but... But, and also, I don't know if this was the intent, so maybe you could tell me if you found this as well. 
and if it was bravo and it was a genius but like genius move but i found it just the bright colors you know how everything was really bright all their dresses were bright and it was almost it felt like toned up and stuff like that and i almost found it really like hollow and tragic yeah you know i don't know if that's that was the intent but i just found like it just felt like you know, the, her house was all these bright colours and stuff. But it just felt so hollow. Mm. Yeah, I think it is... I think that really reflects Hollywood yeah. and Los Angeles. Yeah. But I think it also, like... Because we were talking about this a few weeks ago when Tina and I reviewed it. And I compared it to Whiplash. How they're both kind of about the same thing. Just at opposite ends of the spectrum. And if you remember Whiplash, even though it's this really horrible story. like He does kind of succeed in the end. Whereas this is more like... Success is there, but they have to make a decision. Yeah. Whether, you know, to pursue their passion or pursue romance. Um, and, and you see what happens in the film. So there is... Yeah, it is, like, really wonderful and beautiful and fun. But there is, yeah, that kind of, like... This, the, it's the... I guess it's the kind of the scariness or the the, the horrible things that come to making a decision. Mm. Like, um, which is kind of understandable. But, yeah, I... I I think that was definitely intentional. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked it. What did you think of the last ten minutes? Um, like that, the, the scene where... Did you cry? No, not really, but I'm not a big movie crier. Um, are we meant to have, I think, there, there was that like alternative yes. future yeah. that that's what could have happened. That's yeah. what could have been, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was alright. I, I did like it that he started the bar and she made it. And mm. Can I make one comment, though? Um, Shh. At the no, at the at the end yeah. where um, he's spoilers, then at the, the piano. Yeah, spoilers. So he's at the piano, and then um, the the flash the flash no, yeah. alternate universe flashback uh, is just about to finish. It's like you know five seconds away from ending, and he's just there playing the same notes mm. and the same note and the same note and the same note and the same note, and then this, yeah. stops. And everybody thinks that's good music. Well, I think because he's just playing the same. Notes. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he played the same note for like ten I mean? minutes. I think like it's just. No, I know, but like at the end, like there's such an anti-climax to that song. He literally is just like ding, ding, ding. Well, you have to stop. remember he's a genius, Tina. This is deliberate. And everybody's like, "Whoa, that sounds amazing!" And I was like, "Is it though? Is it really?" So that was just my. That was the only thing that I at that ending. If like that made me just for a second pull out of it. Mm-hmm. Did you um? Did you get City of Stars stuck in your head as well? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's really catchy. It's, maybe you want to learn it on piano. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, and then you can be like ding, yeah, ding, ding. <laughs> so who did you? Was there a particular actress you thought should have taken it or? Uh, I didn't really see that many of the films that they were. Um, who else was? I can't remember. So I didn't. I didn't. I haven't seen Florence Foster Jenkins. No, I haven't um, seen. Who else? Was, uh, that uh, film with Ruth Negger. I didn't see that one. Um, was that Fences or was that? Nah. Um, there's a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. So. Yeah. And who, won, and who won Best Actor again? I've already forgotten. It was uh, Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea. I haven't seen that. <laughs> My dog's going crazy. <laughs> they didn't see Manchester by the Sea either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I it se- should have won. I haven't, yeah. <laughs> They're so angry. I haven't seen it, but I've seen a couple of Casey Affleck films the last couple of weeks, and I definitely think he's got the chops. So. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I also saw Moonlight. 
I haven't watched that yet, but um, I'm very keen to. I yeah. might even watch it this week. Yes, it's, it's really good. Yeah, I love that guy. Like the guy who won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, he's great. He's I really want to see Lion. I really yeah. want to see Lion. Well. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those ones where it's, it was interesting. Like this year, there's no one that I thought. Like, I thought all the categories were really tight. Where it wasn't like, oh, this person or oh, this person. Like I didn't have like a strong preference. So even like we were talking before we started recording that Zootopia won Best Animated Feature, and I was really happy with that because. Both that and Moana were like two of my favorite films last year, and I think Moana just fell outside of my top five of the year. But Zootopia was my number two. I was like, "Oh, I chose in accordance with the Academy." Like we both like agreed. Like, that's yeah. kind of cool. And I think it's simply because Zootopia has a much stronger message, and that's probably why it, you know, kind of yeah, was a more important film in the animated features. Than... Okay. No, no, I'm just saying. Like that's what I because I was the one who said that Moana should have won. I think it. Deserve to win as well. I don't think one deserved it more than the other. I think they both deserve to win, but there's only one award. You're um, all winners. <laughs> I don't think Kubo should have won, so I'm glad that I liked Kubo a lot. But I just didn't think it was yeah of the same caliber of those, as those two films. Uh, is there anything else Oscars you want to talk about? Or no, no. Just want to clear. Good to get a bit of a recap. Other than the uh, scandal, we did talk about that briefly about how yeah La La Land won mm. for about thirty oh. seconds. Uh, so I had it on, and I was just like. I heard the guy say, like, we didn't win anyway or something like that. And I was just yeah. like... And then the guy's like... Uh, he's like, no, I'm not kidding. Like, no, Moonlight. Hey. No, he said, like, Moonlight won. And I thought he was just doing that thing where he's like, that was the better film, you know, it yeah. should have won. And then the guy's just like, no, I'm not joking. Or yeah. like, mm. <laughs> it would be so humiliating to have gotten up there and given a yeah. speech. Oh, yeah, that God. dude looks, like, super angry. Yeah. But was so gracious at the same time. Mm. Like, Yeah, but what can you do, though? Yeah. He could have been like, oh. You could not read out the wrong card. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I actually thought it was enjoyable, like, because it's a long ceremony, but I actually thought, like, Kimmel was a pretty good host, like, there's some good jokes and stuff in there. It was actually kind of funny when they had the, the busload of it tourists great, come through. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I'm like in selfies with, like, Denzel and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed it. I think it was the first, I think probably watching it, well, I didn't watch it live, obviously, because I work in the morning, but watching it on TV, I really, I think it really, like, helped my enjoyment of it, because mm. I'll tend to, you know, kind of stream it. From a, a website, or whatever, a couple of days later, when I got a day off or whatever, but to watch it as it's happening or like on the day it's happening, I think is more enjoyable. Yeah. And I managed to avoid basically all <laughs> the, um, all the results except for two during the day. I saw, <clears throat> pardon me, I saw the Suicide Squad won an Academy Award, which I'm in two minds about. So I'm like, really, like Suicide Squad is now an Academy Award <laughs> yeah. winning film, but we still can't get Robert Downey Jr. a nomination for his <laughs> role as Tony Stark, but. My other thing is like, well, if that can get an award, we're one step close to these films being taken a bit more seriously, so we might see these comic book films yeah. get some more accolades in the future, hopefully. Right. Um, and then the other one, I did see the big spoiler. Like, so I jumped online at one point, I was going on Reddit to look something up, and all over Reddit is like, Oscar's like, mishap, yeah. Moonlight wins, but only kind of, like, I'm like, what? And, yeah. I'm like, and I was like so annoyed that I, I should just left my phone alone, I was stupid for doing it. Yeah, um, I was on Facebook and there was a Specsavers ad, and it was like... Someone holding the <laughs> moonlight card and it was all blurry, and so it was like should have gone to Specsavers. Oh, that's great. Sort of thing. Um, well, another thing to come out of the Oscars, I did see an interview with Mel Gibson where he sounded like he's pretty into the Suicide Squad two movie. Yeah, at this ah. it still sounds like he hasn't been confirmed, but he's like in a lot of talks for development, so he might even just kind of be there to kind of. Help out, like. But that... why would you get someone of his caliber and not have him directing though? That's yeah. The thing. I think they're probably some negotiations. Which, by the way, like to segue, Ben Affleck is definitely still Batman. Mm. We saw that confirmed this week, and Matt Reeves is going to direct it. So that's yeah. great. 
Um, and now they're doing a Nightwing film as well, so... Are they really? Yeah, they announced that like, the guy who just did the Lego Batman film uh, has been given the job to direct Nightwing, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, very cool. I don't know who will see play Nightwing, but I'm down for it. Yeah. Loki. Just so loud. Um, should we do some reviews? Sure. That was kind of a longer intro than normal. Yeah, I've kind of like done my reviews, but... Oh, that was it? Just... Uh, I'll, maybe I'll talk a bit more about Moonlight. Sure. I am cool. I actually don't have any notes for this week, so I'm just going to work but what um watch Tina, did you watch oh you did watch a movie this week with you yeah hmm did you want to open the that's right you can do it <laughs> oh okay well okay so Tina and I watched uh, an older film a couple of years back we watched Victor Frankenstein with James McAvoy and Daniel Daniel Rad as Daniel we keep Rad. Our, our own mm-hmm. our beloved the uh, the fourth Beatles of this show this morning <laughs> yeah. mentioned so many times. Maybe if we put it out there, Daniel Radcliffe, you could be on this show. Yeah, I would yeah. like that. That would be cool. But he has to come to Deschamps. Yeah, he does. We call it Daniel Schomp. Yeah. The day he comes. Deschamps. Um, yeah, so we watched that. Um, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion on it. Um, I... I... It's one of those things where, like, as the character, like, because it's told through Victor Frankenstein's point of view, so Daniel's point of view. Mm. You mean um, Eagle? Eagle's point, thank you very much. Okay. I am tired, so. Yeah. Uh, Eagle's point of view. So, like, on one hand, I'm like, oh, okay, so, like, he's friends with this guy, I get it. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, if I was friends with that guy, I'd just be like, screw you, I'm leaving. So, like, I get why Daniel Radcliffe's, like, constantly, like, by his side. I mean, that's the role of Eagle. He mm. serves his master yeah. and stuff like that. But, like, because that thread <clears throat> was so prominent in the film and I didn't agree with it, a lot of the time I was just kind of like, he should just leave. Yeah. Like, so so then I didn't, like, fully absorb myself into Did it keep bringing you out the of movie? it? Into the movie, yeah. Mm. And then like, there were aspects of it that were like Sherlock Holmes, especially at the start, um, like, where they showed, like, the skeleton inside the body and, like, how the heart beats mm. and everything. But then they just stopped doing that. Yeah. Um, so it really only happens for, like, the first quarter, and then it just doesn't happen again. It feels like it's almost, like... Two different movies. Um, the problem that I had with it, and I think they're trying to do too many things. They're trying to like kind of retrofit it and make it kind of like modern and for, you know for a younger audience. Mm. Like this is for the Hunger Games audience. So like it felt like it was for, they're trying to make it for tweens. So you know, you know, Igor isn't this ugly deformed monster anymore. He's this pretty good looking dude who just has you know, a, you know, a back problem, and then they kind of fix it with a brace. Mm. I was gonna say mm. I'm loving him with the long hair. Just looking at a few of those pictures. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I don't like with long hair. I don't really. like boys yeah. with long hair, and yeah. so it actually pains me to see the man that I love, other than James, with long hair. And um, and then Victor Frankenstein again. Like, I I don't think either of the actors were doing a bad job. I think they're doing you know the best. No, they could it was very melodrama acting, mm. especially Dan Radcliffe at the start. It was very melodrama, and so I could accept that. I was like, oh yeah, I see what they're doing. Like it's not supposed to be realistic. Mm. It's supposed to be like that because it's it's part of that genre, sort of thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think the other problem is that it's also kind of an origin story. Like that's what they're kind of doing, like setting up this friendship before mm. Frankenstein's monster. Except they do put Frankenstein's monster in it. Um, spoilers, and we're spoiling. This is a two-year-old film at this point. 
Um, and because, like, in the original Frankenstein, the whole point of it is that you sympathise mm. with this monster, like yep. this thing that shouldn't be alive, yep. and it, this tragic creature who just doesn't understand. And you never get to kind of save no. Frankenstein, so he's just kind of this monster, and he's kind of punished, like, the minute he's brought to life and stuff. Yeah. And he's only for, like, maybe ten minutes. Yeah. And, and he doesn't wreak havoc on the on the villages. Yeah, there's no there's no torches and pitchforks. The way mm. I would have done the film, if they want to focus on the early years and kind of ex- trying to do that, I'd have them just have like a different adventure, and mm. then like, and I think it might it could have been more successful if they're like, look, we're going to do like the early. I know people are getting sick of origins now, but if you can, that's what they're going to do anyway. Don't bring Frankenstein's monster in. Like, kind of establish their first adventure together. Maybe they don't get to. Maybe they get to building like they also built this weird like. M- kind of animal thing, this hybrid animal. Yeah. Maybe, I felt more sympathy for that. Yeah. Maybe they kind of mess around with that and then Frankenstein's monster is the kind of subject of a second film or it ends with the, like, it's a live moment and yeah. then you launch into that story later on because it felt like they were trying to, you know... Because sa- everybody knows the story of Frankenstein. It just felt like they were trying to tell the classic tale but also make it hip and sexy for mm. the mm. teens and My stuff. Thing... But I got Daniel Radcliffe sexy, all right? Yeah. <laughs> One of my other things was, yeah, especially when he's the hunchback, oh my god. Um, one of my things was like, um, uh, you know, the the whole reason that Frankenstein is, is building, you know, his monster is because he wants to, his, his brother died when he was younger and he, so he has to replace his brother mm. by creating a new person. And so he does that, so he builds Frankenstein. And my thing is, is that he goes... He goes, um, Victor's, uh, sorry, Eagle's like, you know, you can't, you can't bring him alive, you know, bringing him alive won't replace your brother and blah, 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 blah. And Victor's like, no, I don't care. I'm making him alive. Um, I'm going to replace him, whatever. And then, so they, they shoot him through electricity. He comes alive. And then the second he's alive, Victor looks at him and he goes, you're shit. You're not my brother. And my thing is, is that you literally made him and therefore saw what he looked like. So how rose-coloured are your glasses when you're like, I see this monster for my own eyes. I can see that he looks horrible. But it's not until he's been bolted through with electricity that you go, actually, you look really shit and I don't like you and you're not my brother. I don't think that was what he was trying to do. I think it was more like he thought... Oh, uh, because it was dead behind the eyes. I think that maybe he thought that he could, if he brought something back to life, it was literally going to be like, it was dead and now it's alive again yeah. and have a personality and but a But like he should have stuff, known but... that from his experiment with the, gr- with the chimpanzee. Yeah, but I think that's the, I mean? the flora in Frankenstein. Yeah. His brilliance is his own detriment. Like he like literally, he... he literally, yeah. Like he literally makes Frankenstein and then he looks in the eyes. He's like, you're my brother, you're my brother. And then he looks him in the eyes and go, realises that there's no life behind those eyes because they're dead. Mm. And then goes, you're shit, I don't want you anymore. You're not my brother. What life is this? Blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it's like, yeah, he could have fucking figured that out when he was still dead. Yeah, yeah it's <clears throat> just like Frankenstein himself, poorly put together, I would say. Ooh. I don't know what it was <laughs> about the movie because I was trying to put my finger on it afterwards. I think it's the script. I think that's what it is. I don't, I don't know. Because I, I was like, is it the editing? No, it's not the editing. And I was like, is it the acting? I was like, no, it's not the acting. Well, I was going to say both. I think we all yeah. love both people. Yeah, that? no, the, uh, and like so Charles Dance is in it as well. He's great in it. Um, Tywin Lannister. Oh yeah, yeah, the old. Yeah, he um, only has like a kind of a bit role in it, but he's good in it while he's there. Like, 
So I literally, I cannot put my finger onto what it is that makes this film not amazing. I think it's just tampering with the classic story. It's like they're trying to do two things. They want to retell the story of Frankenstein's monster, but also... But they've done that with Sherlock Holmes, and Sherlock Holmes was much better. Yeah, but you want to know why? Because they didn't, like... It wasn't, you know, the first Sherlock Holmes wasn't the Hand of the Baskerville story, which, to be mm. fair, and I think maybe Sherlock Holmes, even though we all know of Sherlock Holmes, can you tell me the original Sherlock Holmes story? No. And most people can't. I think that's wild. I think if you just kind of grab a few... Make a great mystery story and just mm. call it Sherlock Holmes. I think mm. these days, most audiences are like, oh, cool, that's Sherlock Holmes. I mean, I'm sure there's some purists out there who love those books who are like, that's not Sherlock Holmes. But because the Frankenstein story we are all familiar with, even if we haven't seen the movies or, or read Mary Shelley's book, like, mm. we still have a pretty good understanding of what the Frankenstein story is and the fact that the monsters in shop until like an hour and 30 minutes into an hour and 40 minute film. Yeah, I think, I think the issue is the pacing. I think that's the issue. I just think it's them trying to do, put too much into a thing because I think this was meant to be part of that. Remember how they were like, we're building our universe. Like they're doing like, because they're going to do that now with their monsters and do a crossover thing as well. They're going to do like Dracula. Who do you mean they? Universal. So they're uh. doing Dracula and Frankenstein and the Wolfman the and the oh, Mummy. Okay. And now I think it's officially signed with the Mummy. <laughs> but like that was meant to be one of them. It was like that and Dracula Untold and then this didn't work out and like, I think I Frankenstein was meant to be like they kept trying to do it and they couldn't mm. figure it out um, because these films just they're, doing, they're making similar mistakes, that, similar mistakes that DC have made where they're just trying to rush into kind of mm. building this money-making machine. It's like, no, that doesn't work that way. The audience will come if you put in the time and effort. Mm. And the problem is that script could have done with another draft at least. Like, yeah. It's, again, they're trying to do too much. And I think they try to overcomplicate like Igor's story. They're like, we're going to make him a really sympathetic character and like someone you can relate to and he's going to be kind of hunky and like he's not a hunchback. He just had like an abscess which we drained and now he can stand up normal. Like they're mm. trying to take away everything that you know and like about the Frank and I story. Trying to humanise him. And we're just trying to make it sexy. Like, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, I was going to say, like, mm. Igor's normally, like, a, an ugly... Yeah, he's a yes, creature. Yeah. But, like, you get, like, someone as sexy as Danny Rads <laughs> with long hair to boot. <laughs> like um, Fabio. So, so how many uh, pitchforks I was going to say throat, neck bolts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pitchforks. Pairs of neck bolts? Because then Pairs you can do halves. Bolts, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. It was better than Resident Evil. I'll tell you what, IMDb gave it six. I saw yeah, that. I saw that. I'm debating whether or not to give it a five or a six. I'm going to give it a five. I would give it a five as well. Like mm. I think I could go either way on it. Like I probably wouldn't watch it again. Um, but I would love to see them try to make that film again with those same people. Like if they were like, hey, there's a different version of that film with those two. I'd definitely yeah. go check it out because I like them, and I don't think their performances were bad. It's just, yeah, it's just. I think they're just. It's just. It's, it wasn't Danny Rad's best performance. Let's it's say very. That. It's also very Hollywood. It's like it's very. Yeah. It's what we're used to about Hollywood taking things that worked in the past and like mm. we're gonna make it better for the kids. And it yeah. just wasn't better for the kids. And maybe the kids did like it, but these kids didn't. Um, so we watched Victor Frankenstein. So what did, did you watch? Anything of you? Uh, I just uh, you're gonna watch Moonlight, so I won't give you an in-depth review, which has got any sort of spoilers. But yeah, it, it is really good, and the performances. So. Um, it's, I'm not sure if you know that much about it, but it's set over three periods of the same yeah, guy's life. Three, if, I know, if I understand correctly, there's three different actors playing the same character through his life. And he's a young homosexual man, is that what yes, it is? yeah. And it is, the second segment is by far the most tragic. Is that the one with the guy who won the award, or is he... No, no. And so that guy actually isn't, he doesn't play the character. Oh, okay. He's, he's in the, um, he's like a mentor kind okay. of thing. 
Uh, but the guy, all three, like the kid is just a kid. I mean, I, I, I find it hard to tell if the kid is a good actor or not. He's adequate in that role. Well, I find you can tell, the way to tell with good child actors is if you're just like, yeah, that sounds like a real kid. Yeah. Like, I suppose he does then. Isn't yeah. He? But um, yeah, the, certainly the, the middle, the, the, um, when he's like into school, the high school, which is mm. the second. and then That would be the toughest one. A bit older, like they're both just unbelievably good at yeah. doing that. And yeah, it's just, it's really, it's... Because I remember you saying that it was um, uplifting, meant to be uplifting. Well, I've heard that it's meant to be similarly tragic to uh, uh, Manchester by the Sea, which I also haven't seen. But the ending has more hope. It's kind of like has more kind I of suppose it does hopeful ending. But it really doesn't end on anything prophetic or yeah. anything like that. It's just it really is one of those films that just drops you into a guy's life and takes you out of it. There's okay, no, yeah. There's no big finale that no. Um, there's no ten minute musical number. Yeah, but um, <laughs> definitely worth watching. It's yeah, I'm keen to check really it out. Oh, I can't wait to actually uh, watch it. I'll just see if there's anything else that you guys might. Yeah, as I told you before, I watched Moana. Yes, loved it. Loved the yeah, songs. So good. Um, could have done with a bit more I don't know maybe I don't watch like animated films that much but I was like I never doubted that she was gonna mm. no return the stone thing yeah so maybe a little bit more like suspense towards the end where I, I think it's tough to do any kids film without a happy ending like it's really tough the only film I've seen in the last I would say 10 years to really challenge the norm was the first How to Train Your Dragon film which is this wonderful movie, and you do think at the end you do think that mm. Hiccup is 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 dead, and then you find out he is alive, but they still mess you up because they leave him as an amputee, which is such a ballsy ending for a mm. kids' film. Like I remember we saw that, and I was like, "That is nuts!" And I was like, "I couldn't like couldn't help but applaud that film." Yeah. It's just such a adult thing to do. Mm. Um, and you, yeah. I think with Disney, like you do, kind of struggle to find they're going to do anything other than the happy ending, but. I think what they did well with this film as opposed to other stuff, and like, Disney have a really good track record, but they're like, yeah, we're going to tell you a story based on two characters. You'll see other characters throughout the film, but it's going to be two people. It's a very simple story. It's there and back again. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. But simple only works if simple is done well, and I think they knock it out of the park. Like, mm. you believe every aspect of their relationship. and Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they, considering it's just like two people on a raft in the middle of the ocean for most of the film... They make it pretty compelling yeah, as well. Yeah, like, that's yeah, that's right, yeah. No, I really like that. Um, Sorry to steal your review. <laughs> no, no, you said it better than I could, but no. Um, and I finally got around to watching one of my beloved actors in a very poor film. Yeah. That is Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, and I Never Will. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if you've seen the first Jack Reacher. I haven't, no. Okay, so I don't even know if you like espionage capers. So, yeah, sometimes. Um, but the first one, it was great. You could tell it was well made, well shot, great story, and yeah. a lot of suspense. This one just felt, it felt like a B-grade movie. Okay. And I could see... Do you think they're trying to kind of ape John Wick a little bit, or...? Nah, what it was, and I, I kind of know a little bit about it, it like, and you see right up, it says a Tom Cruise production. So I'm pretty sure that, like, he was the driving force behind well, it. Well, yeah, like, apparently he only did... Like a couple of films he did over the last couple of years to make sure this happened because he loved the first one. He wanted to make this a franchise. Yeah, and I can't see it going anywhere. It's just not like the the other the female lead is Kobe Smulders. Mm-hmm. Um, She's not even shown on the cover. Like it's the back of her head. Yeah. <laughs> you the DVD I haven't yet. seen it. No. Yeah. Um, and she's actually she's fine in it. She's she's at, like I find it hard on to, par. You I know. find it hard to take her 
see it with anyone other than Robin. Like, even in the um, Marvel films, I'm like, is this Robin in a suit? Like, come on, yeah. guys. Like, this is Robin in military. Okay. Um, she's, I just think she's, um, she's good in How I Met Your Mother, but, I, you know, she's no Florence Foster Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the third main uh, person there is, is the, there's a kid with him and she's terrible. Okay. She, she's a film ruining presence. Oh, okay. And uh, so I stopped it uh, about an hour in. And oh, you didn't finish it? I had to do something. Oh, okay. But here's a, like, that was a few days ago and I haven't gone back to finish it. So oh, okay. It's wow. not really. And you know how much I love Mr. Cruz. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'd probably give that about a four or five. Yeah, for an incomplete film. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's about it for reviews. Um, well, I'll review one more. I was going to review Arrival because I finally watched that. Um, but we kind of talked about that film, I think, over the last couple of weeks. So all I say is that I loved it. You I, did? I really enjoyed it, yeah. Um, but I did watch another Amy Adams film last week, and that was a movie called Nocturnal Animals. I have it. Okay, yeah. Got off iTunes. So, yeah, well, it is out on iTunes now, so you would have. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. It's tough to say whether I loved it or not because it's this. Uh, the concept basically is. It's about this woman, um, she's married to this dude, and she's an, uh, like a gallery director, um, or an artist who's doing a new installation or whatever, and she gets this package from her ex-husband, or her ex, yeah, her ex-husband, and it's this manuscript that's been working on, so the entire film is told in two stories, it's her, it's, um, the, the, the story in the book is playing out as like a separate film, and then it's kind of her reacting to it, and essentially the idea is... And do we know this, or is this a reveal at the end? No, 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 it's... You, like, I think within 15 minutes the book starts off so like, yeah, it's not a spoiler or anything yeah. uh, and you can tell because they're two very different settings mm-hmm. um, I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was pretty enjoyable the opening two minutes is really tough um, because the opening credits are just played over like these morbidly obese naked women oh. and I didn't know that so I came home from the gym and I'm eating like my eggs and then I'm like <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to body shame I just wasn't expecting it yeah. and it's super graphic like you see everything oh okay so definitely don't watch what you're eating at least the first two minutes then you know heat up your popcorn or whatever um I think the problem with the film is that I think the better story is the one told in the novel I think kind of the framing device of her and her life and her reacting to the book is kind of less interesting mm. and they do try to tell us story a little bit in flashbacks and like kind of do learn the origin of her relationship with the author of the book but um I just think that the guy who wrote the book is better than the guy who wrote screenplay <laughs> like yeah um because her stuff is kind of less interesting but all the stuff in the book is really interesting like you have Aaron Taylor Johnson the guy who plays Kick-Ass and Quicksilver in this like crazy like this crazy role you didn't, I didn't even realise it was him I had to stop and google who it was I had no idea who it was um he plays like this like weird like kind of dirty redneck outlaw um, Michael Shannon plays this you know close retirement cop and Michael Shannon's always great he's good in everything isn't he so good and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal um, play, is the central character of the the guy in the novel yeah, yeah. Um, so unfortunately Amy Adams doesn't have a lot to play with so I don't really have much to kind of so- sorry Amy Adams and Isla Fisher yeah, reunited. <laughs> I um, I'm not going to say too much. Okay, yeah, because I, I have it and I won't. I haven't watched it, so yeah. There um, there are some, <clears throat> yeah, there are some. With, if I, without giving too much, I don't want to give too much away and spoil the kind of like there are some twists in there. So okay, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so it's uh, the the performances are stellar. I just think that there's a little bit of issue with some of the storytelling. Um, but I would give it, I don't know, seven morbidly obese naked women out of ten. And that is a lot. That's a big score. Yeah, it's bigger than most. <laughs> yeah, you must say. Right. Um, but Seven. still definitely That's good, yeah. Still definitely worth checking out. Like if you have to, like you can literally fast forward to the opening credits. Like it doesn't add anything to oh, the film. Yeah. I think the director's put in there to be confronting, like yeah. oh, okay. um I'll check it out. But yeah, it's yeah, definitely worth a watch. Um I think that's gonna do it for reviews. Um so I guess the next segment that we like to do is trailer track. <laughs> Listen to that trash. That effect gets better every week. I, was, you, I <laughs> assume you're gonna insert that afterwards. <laughs> um, there's only one trailer this week that I saw unless you saw anything else mm-hmm. you did watch some other stuff oh uh, yeah well let's do the lead up we'll do the stuff you watch other than the big one okay so uh, Alien Covenant is there a new one out that's uh, a TV spot no I saw that it's, it's a full it might have been out a couple of weeks oh because I know I definitely talked about it on one of the earlier shows was so. that the one where that shows them like um, in the shower no it's it's a um, was yours a TV spot no, it was a full trip, full trip. Yeah, the one where they like land on the planet and they're like, "Is this corn? Someone's planted." Corn? I don't, can't remember. It's been a while. It was the it was the first red band. I know it was wheat. Yeah, so I think it's a new trailer. One with, like, oh, okay, Daddy McBride and stuff like that. Oh, he was only briefly in the first trailer. I saw yeah, okay. Second. So it's a new. It's the first one on IMDb. So I just assumed it was new. Okay, cool. Yeah, jeez, uh, it looks fucking terrifying. It looks great, doesn't it's like, it? Like there's one bit where Danny McBride is taking off in one of their crafts, their spaceships, and like. There's one of the aliens on the outside, and it's like holding on, and it's smashing the front window with its head. Oh my god! And I was amazing. like, that looks terrifying. I can't wait, dude. Like, it's Ridley Scott back, you know, doing what he does best. Like that first, I don't think they've ever come close to that first Alien film. I haven't watched Aliens in a long time. I didn't don't remember liking it that much, but everyone tells me I should give it another go. But that first one, I've watched a bunch of times. Like, just haunted house in space, perfect. Mm, yeah. And it kind of looks like they're kind of taking the best bits of Prometheus. And mixing it with Alien. Because mm. in Alien, they didn't really get off the ship. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think they'd finished their mission and they were going home. Whereas in... <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Whereas in Prometheus, it was all about their kind of missions. Like, that's kind of what it feels like, a little bit of cross mm. between. Um, uh, yeah, but it yeah. looks stunning. Yeah, like, it looks great. I cannot wait. Um, there's only one other trailer. It dropped today. Um, actually, speaking of Aliens, I guess I'll just say really quickly, um, Bill Paxton died as well. Yeah, uh... I'm really upset about that. I really like him in everything. I haven't seen him in much, so my reaction wasn't as... Bless you. Uh, my reaction wasn't as strong. I've, I haven't seen Independence Day. Um, what was the other big one he was in? I guess Aliens. Titanic. Oh, yeah, he's in Titanic, yeah. And he's also like this crazy like drunk guy on this movie called Club Dread. Is this really funny? I haven't seen that. So it's by the guys who did Super Troopers. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, it's like a comedy horror. It's actually pretty good. Like, it's enjoyable. And he's great in it. And he plays... This is, uh, The earliest thing I've seen him in is uh, Weird Science. Yeah, he's in some... I haven't seen that. But you did watch that for your other show. Yeah, and, and he plays like this psychotic older brother who's in the military and he's, yeah... This mm. Iconic Bill Paxton. So mm. But everything sad. I've seen him in, he's been great in, so... Yeah. That's a bummer. And really young as well, like only 61. 61, yeah. He's, he's, he's a classic supporting actor, actually. I can't mm. really remember seeing him lead a cast, and I think that's okay. He yeah. didn't have to, because he was great as... Same with like um, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. You just don't really see him lead a film, do you? He's always Every like, now and then, like Sturabecker. Oh, was, was he Sturabecker, or was that Ethan Hawke? I think those two confused. Yeah. I think it was Kevin Bacon. Um, yeah. There's three, there was three of them I had in the same... Like cluster, which was Gary Sinise, Kevin Bacon, and Bill Paxton. Yeah, just yeah. Just like, if you need like 
the second pilot in an astronaut film or something like that, you know? <laughs> I, um, yeah, originally I was like, oh, well, now at least people won't get confused between him and Bill Pullman, but yeah. I don't think people are doing that anymore. I think that's kind of an old, like a 90s joke. So, yeah. I am as well. Yeah, that was probably his most famous role, actually. More than Independence Day? Was he the president of Independence Day? Oh, Bill Paxton. Is Bill... Is Bill you've Bull- got him. You've done the classic I've done thing. It. Yeah, Bill Pullman's Independence Day. Oh, okay. That's He's the president. Oh, okay. I've got him confused. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it, so... It's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I mean, not cool. That's a bummer, but... Um, we should... It's, I think, you know, on this show, we should acknowledge those things, so... Done. Um, but the, the main... The big event. trailer literally dropped a couple of hours ago. Um, the new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer dropped. Looks so good. It does. I will say this. I feel the same way I felt with Rogue One before it came out, which is like... Look, I'm happy to watch more trailers, but I don't need any more trailers. Yeah. I feel like at this point they're just kind of giving away plot points. So like, unfortunately, there's a big twist at the end of the trailer, um, which is they fin- we have to finally get to see Kurt Russell, and that would have been awesome. Except when I brought up YouTube, right next was a yeah, thumbnail of Kurt yeah. Russell as Ego, the Living Planet. So um, it didn't quite have the same effect that um, the Civil War trailer had when Spider-Man popped up at the end. I remember I was up at like five in the morning, and I watched. It, I'm like, oh, and I, that was the only time I've ever audibly gasped during yeah. the trailer. I'm like, that's awesome. Um, but this still looks great. Um, the use of Fleetwood Mac song, perfect. Yeah, I'm looking forward great. to the soundtrack. Um, Mantis looks great. Baby Groot. Baby Groot. Yeah. Baby Groot is going to sell. A, that's going to make them a so lot much of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who else? Nebula. Good to see some more Nebula and stuff. So, so she... is Nebula. Oh, wait. Oh, who's the guy with the mohawk? That's Yondu. Yeah. So is he on their side now? Yeah. He joins yeah. the Guardians. And so does Nebula. So she okay, comes good, yeah. does she? Because she was I don't a think bit she, salty at the last... I don't think she becomes good. I think it's because they both want to kill Thanos. So I think it's more like a necessary evil where they're going to team sure. up. Um, and that'll probably play into Avengers Infinity War as well. Um, which, by the way, I've been thinking about this uh, over the last couple of weeks. We should definitely, as we get close to Infinity War, do the road to Infinity War and just like go through each Marvel film over like, a number of weeks. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be great. Ranking them. Oh, it's too hard. It's too many. Actually, too hard to rank them. But like me, just like once a fortnight or whatever, we'll just like watch a Marvel film and talk about it. And yeah, the Road to Infinity War. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks great. I can't wait. Uh, it's not far. April, isn't it? And I think it's like April twenty eighth. I want to yeah. say. Is that the next? So we got Logan this week. We do have Logan tomorrow. So tomorrow it's out. By the time this airs, it'll be out for two days. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Guardians is the first Marvel flick, and then I think is it Wonder Woman in June. Um, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man is May. Oh, I didn't think that was that soon. I think Spider-Man, it's either, it is May or June. I thought that Wonder Woman was going to be March ages ago, but they also they've pushed it back, or maybe I was just wrong. Um, Spider-Man, <laughs> oh sorry, Spider-Man's July. Does Wonder Woman have a release date yet? June. Okay. I, I think that. It's an early contender for me. That's my most anticipated film. Wonder Woman. Yeah, it looks great. Oh, I know. So at the end of March, we have Lego Batman, which a lot of people have been dismissing, but I think it looks great. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I've just awesome. never gotten into the Lego world. Did you watch the Lego Movie? No. Go check it out. You, you know, I've got it on Blu-ray. Borrow it to, like for the next week, whatever. I shall. Have it's it definitely years. fun. I will say that, like when we, we went to cinemas, I would say the first ten minutes, I'm like, oh, this is all right. And then, like, once the story really kicked off, I'm like, this is great. Mm. Like, it's so enjoyable. It's but so... we're also massive Lego fans as well. I mean, just look at our house. It's kind of Yeah, but, like, it's Chris I'm Pratt. I Lego right now. Yeah. Chris Pratt's the lead in it, so. Yeah. Chris Pratt, Alison Brie. Yeah. Oh, I love Alison Brie. Yeah, she's great. Did you watch, just beginning off topic, but did you ever watch the movie Sleeping With Other People? No. Okay, that's great as well. She's in that. Yeah, okay. check it out. I'll check it out, yeah, for sure. It's on iTunes. So. Um, oh, great, yeah. 
Uh, I was actually shocked that she's as old as she is. She's in her 30s? 32? Older than that. Just because in community, she's so convincingly 18. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, she must be like a 19 or 20 year old actress. Well, I figured she was around our age. Like, even like Anna Kendrick, I think is 32. And I, or maybe she's 30. And I thought she was, you know, kind of in her mid-20s. Alison Brie is 34. Okay, so she's the same age as um, Chris Evans. My brother, I think. Um, yeah, and she's in a relationship with Dave Franco. There you go. So I like really Dave Franco. Really happy for them both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so we're going to mix things up this week. We're not going to discuss a topic the way we normally would. Uh, being that this week kind of marks the beginning of the greatest films, at least for me, and for most of us, I think. Uh, this week with the release of Logan, we thought we'd celebrate that a little bit differently. The way Logan himself would, we're going to have uh, a new segment called Fight Club. Yeah, I thought what we should have done is got one of those bells, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. But well, this is this probably won't be the last time unless it bombs terribly. <laughs> um, so instead of doing a discussion topic this week, we're going to do a debate um, because I, I was thinking about it, and every week we do a topic, and we're all very kind of lovely towards each other, and we're very supportive, and no one kind of hates on things. Even on the episode where we hated on movies, we're still pretty nice. But what I loved about last week's episode is when we started talking about, you know, female Doctor Who and stuff, we had this really kind of exciting and fresh debate and, like, this kind of clash of opinions. And not in a bad way, but I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, this is what we kind of do anyway. Um, so, like, let's take the sugar coating off and maybe try yeah. this. Let's get down to fisticuffs. Down to fisticuffs. So, for anyone who's listening who might have heard of a show called Movie Fights, this is definitely what it is. <laughs> is, that a, is this a thing? There's a, a thing on a show on YouTube oh, that's okay. called Movie Fights, and I love it. Um, and I've always wanted to kind of do something like that. So I'm, like, in fact, the 50th episode of Shwoodcast was meant to be that, and then we just never recorded a 50th episode of Shwoodcast. Um, so I was like, all right, well, Logan's out this week, so what we'll do is we'll celebrate the release of Logan by doing some X-Men-themed fights. Let's do it. Um, I'm just limbering up over here. <laughs> limbering up. Um, and I thought, considering it's comic book property, um, maybe I would step out of the ring for this fight and be the judge. Yeah. Um, I could take you. Put you guys on more of an even playing field. And also maybe, just because I have a little bit more knowledge of the characters and stuff, I could maybe adjudicate better, I would say. So Tina and Nick are going to debate on three different topics. Yeah. Are we um, going to do one at a time? Yeah, one, so. one at a time, absolutely. Um, and I'll try and judge as fairly as possible. It won't be based on my opinion. Uh, it'll be based uh, on the facts. And, and who you're engaged to. And, uh, <laughs> and creativity and fun and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I'll try and take my own personal opinion out of it. Okay. Although I did say, like, Tina told me hers. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, And then I saw yours and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool as well. I'm, I will say neither of you chose any of the three ends. Like, the, At the end, ends. you can go through your I'll put my I'm just letting you know that I'm going to lose this because, like, the topic is, like, something that I've not seen for at least five years. I haven't seen the original X-Men yeah. trilogy for longer than that. So. Yeah, exactly. You definitely borrowed it while we were working together, which was probably about, okay, about four years ago. Yeah. So I think I watched the first two then, but yeah. I haven't seen Last Stand for probably since it came out. Okay, cool. probably about, what, ten years? That's okay. We, this is also a trial run. We haven't rehearsed this. We Beta. Beta test. And there wasn't even, because like, after last week, I was like, right, I'll give you the topic a few days in advance, you have time to prep your arguments and stuff. <laughs> and everything was so, like, flat out. Like, you know, we've been doing engagement stuff and we had a christening and Tina's working and you've been working and studying and stuff. So yesterday afternoon, I'm like, 
hey guys, that debate's tomorrow, do you have your answers? Yeah. So, it's not as prepared as we would like to do normally if we make this a regular thing, but I think this will be fun. And if, you know, I'll keep, like, I won't keep time, but if I think it's kind of going on without any... My argument, I, you won't have to call time. I'll, I'll have a sentence to say on each of mine. Yeah, same. Well, do you want, if you're, oh, really? We're going to keep it that short? Well, I mean... <laughs> That's all we've got. Uh, I think, you know what? I think the third one, which is the creative one, I think we'll be able to get a lot more discussion yeah. out of. Um, the first two might be a little bit less, but we'll try and get what we can. Um, we don't have a bell, so ding, ding. Ding, ding. <laughs> so who goes, who goes first? Are we doing this like a debate? In well, if you're still like, formulating your argument, do you know what I mean? I've got something I can I can talk on the first It gives you point. the upper hand. I don't think so. <laughs> well, it gives yeah, you, but you get you get to rebut. It gives you a chance to plan your rebuttal. If you can find any chinks in my armor, which I uh, doubt you can. Okay. Or would you like to go first? No, you can go first. It's okay. 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 You so introduce the, the topic. So round one, I just got to find my questions. Round one is pretty standard question. Which is the best X Men movie? Okay, so I thought that it was. The second of the new three, which is X Men: Days of Future Past. Yeah, can I interrupt for a second? Already. He's doing if his we... opening statement. No, I know, and yeah. no, I know. But remember when we listened to it? Everybody announced their answer, and then you go into your thing. No, that was kind of the, that was kind of a rare thing. Oh, was it? You can do that if you want. Do you guys want to just do it and announce? No, that's okay. Yeah. Like I, I thought. I like this. I, Okay, yeah, cool. Because so I just felt like we should do it like... Because uh, I've only heard this done once, yeah. and that was the way that yeah. I heard it done. So, so Nick's going to do his opening statement? Cool. cool. It's going to be my only statement. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, X-Men Days of Future Past, which is the second of the new lot of three. Uh, the reason it ca- uh, can't be, for me, any of the first three is because of how they've dated. They came in that unfortunate period between about 2000 and 2007 when like, the computer... Graphics were just weren't good enough, so they all look they don't age very well. Yep. Uh, and I just think you have lame characters in those. I don't think they portray like Jean Grey or Storm very well. They like when you see Harley Berry just like floating in on a cloud, that's not cool to me. <laughs> I have to make notes. That's okay, Go that's ahead. good. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's why I ruled out those three. And, and I haven't seen Apocalypse. Apocalypse. That's okay. And the one, there was a scene in it could have been um, first class I really liked that but there was a scene when all the kids the young ones were like showing each other their powers and it was the lamest scene in cinema history <clears throat> um, so and I just think it has two of my favourite actors uh, in McAvoy and Michael Fassbender okay. so that's my opening Oh, if I was fighting, I have so many rebuttals, but I've got to bite my tongue and let Tina... Yeah, you cool. shut your mouth. So you got to do your, right, you can do so, your opening statement uh, first. My opening statement is that the best... Oh, I don't know, James. The best... <laughs> already, <laughs> this I'm is a strong start, Tina. That the best X-Men movie is X-Men Last Stand. Um, and the reason That's it is... That's number three. That's number three. Yeah. And the reason it's the best one is because that really encapsulates... Um, all of what the first three were trying to do. Although Nick said that they were dated, and yes, I do agree, Haley Berry was a bad choice. Like, thunder and lightning, when she yells out. Oh, oh, oh no, what was her joke? What happens to a frog that gets caught in a thunderstorm? The same as everything else. Like, that's a shit yeah. joke. I agree with you on that, on that moment. However... The whole first two movies are really building towards this whole Jean Grey being the the villain. I really feel like that's where it sort of like builds up 
and it really encapsulates that. I also feel that if that's where the series were to finish, that would be a nice end mm. and that the movies since then have sort of like been tag-ons, basically. Um, to be fair, I also have not seen Apocalypse. Yeah. I have seen Days of Future Past. It's good, Wait, wasn't it? Is that the one that you're yeah. arguing? Yeah. yeah. See, this is the problem. The problem is I can't even remember <laughs> what they are. Um, uh, and I really feel that uh, the whole like... Um, I really like to. I really like how you see a whole lot more mutants in number three. Like you get that cool guy with the angel wings. You get Jessica. What's her name? January Jones oh, yeah. and the diamonds. No, that's in first class. Oh, that's in first class. Well, oh, there you I go. Wish, I wish that was my movie. <laughs> I could have just been like, yes, um, you make my case. This just goes to show you that, like, this seriously, I haven't seen it for like ten years. Um, but yeah, so to me, when I think X Men, that's the movie that I go back to. Mm. That's the one that had a most impact for me, and so that's why I consider that one to be the best one. Do you have any closing fight, arguments? Fight, or fight. No, that was pretty good. Um, uh, I forgot to say, uh, I remembered. Uh, for, um, uh, what, what's my one again? Days of Future Past. Yeah, exactly. It's too many, the names are too arbitrary. Mm. <laughs> Exactly. My criticism of the whole franchise. <laughs> you know um, what the best? You know what the best X Men movie is? None of them. There you go. Um, did anyone have Origins Wolverine? That's surely the worst. Uh, I didn't even I did talk about them. Actually, it can't be those. Uh, the um, Days of Future Past has both generations as well. You have that present day, the alternate future, where they're being hunted down by those Sentinels, and so you've got the old school cast of Patrick Stewart. Uh, Hugh Jackman and um, Ian McKellen and then you also have the younger versions. However one could argue and that one being me um, <laughs> is that you know that can make it very confusing for the storyline and once you start to bring time into the aspect of it it does make for a very um, facetious storyline mm. um, and also Days of Future Past that title doesn't make yeah, sense. It's not a very good title. No, it is not. Whereas Last Stand, you know what you're getting with Last Stand. Who's the Last Stand against? You know, it's against the bad guys. <laughs> you know you no, well, I'll give you that much. <laughs> well, I the defense rests. That's it. <laughs> I rest my case. You rest your case? Oh, I thought it was a figure of speech. Case closed. <laughs> Ding. Okay. Um, I'll check some facts, I guess, first. Uh, so the last stand was actually between the mutants and the humans. Um, <laughs> she got a yeah, the bad her. guys. <laughs> um, I wasn't wrong. And uh, the last stand was also about kind of setting up or closing out the Phoenix Saga, which was kind of done poorly in the franchise, but that's okay. Um, Days of Future Past also refers to a comic book storyline. There was actually a storyline called Days of Future Past. Um, I'm trying to think of any other facts I missed. I didn't write anything down, so I'm just trying to think. There weren't many facts, to be honest. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of opinion. Um, even though I disagree with it, I think I'm going to, I have to rule with Nick just because he had a few more facts Yes, of course. I would go <laughs> with I? Nick as well. Yeah. my facts. I didn't remember Mine was facts. like, I liked it and yeah. I remembered it. <laughs> um, I wouldn't choose either of your films. Really? Yeah. yeah. What would you um, go with? I would, well, first of all, I'd say that the problem with Dave, I, I did like your argument though, Tina, that you were like, mm. the, you know, the whole like kind of duality between the timelines and being like, you know, you have new and old characters. If you've never seen an X-Men film and you've watched that film, it makes no sense. Mm. Um, 
but you only kind of set up started that argument and finish it. Um, the problem I, I think X Men First Class, uh, sorry, Days of Future Past is kind of a boring film, um, and also I think their big like their big final act action set piece is a dude moves a building, um, so it it is kind of problematic. And Last Stand I do really enjoy. I think Last Stand is really enjoyable, and I actually like I enjoy Wolverine Origins in bits. There are three great moments in that film. Which would be your favourite X-Men movie? Well, before, Apocalypse? No. Um, of the before, first one? Before I say that, I'm surprised mm-hmm. no one said Deadpool, to be honest. I, you, did, you did say we could include that, but that's mm. still, like, it's, to me... To me, that's not, yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's better than mm. Origins Wolverine. Yeah. That's okay. I just wasn't sure, though. That's why I just put it out there to make sure, like, no so one... So that was your favourite? No, no. My favourite is X-Men 2. Actually, my favourite, sorry, is First Class. But I think the best one is X Men Two. You have the great assault on the mansion where he's taking out all, like Wolverine is taking out all the um, soldiers and stuff. You get that great bit where he's, you know, shot in the head, and you think Wolverine's dead, and then he comes, like you can see his healing factor work properly. Yeah. Um, you have the whole tension between uh, Iceman and his family, like them not like rejecting because he is a mutant. Um, you have the incredible Nightcrawler uh, <laughs> shows up. Uh, plus, you have the death of Jean Grey, like before she becomes the Phoenix and stuff, which I think is done really well. So I would have said X-Men 2. But for this round, I give it to Nick. Days of Future Past is the best X-Men I Can I make an additional comment that has got nothing to do with this? Sure. I realised today that there is something within um, all comics that I hate, and that is um, characters who are stretchy. Yeah, you're because I hate, I hate, <laughs> Mr. Ca- I hate Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I was dri- and the reason I say this is because this morning I was driving behind a car and there was a One Piece sticker. Yeah. And I hate One Piece because he's stretchy, and I don't like Miss Marvel because she's stretchy. And I was trying to think about it today. I was like, why don't I like them? And I realized what it is. No matter what you do, you cannot draw them stretchy and make it look good they always look shit because the human body's not supposed to be stretchy like that and so you just see this massive arm and it looks shit so i'm just um, this is completely unrelated but i just need to say it i don't like stretchy characters i think that she handled pretty well in the fantastic four film like as bad as that movie was I thought she kind of handled it pretty well. Like when he did the shape shifting with his face, that was kind of cool. I don't even remember uh, it. Yeah, I, like uh, that. I hated that film. It's not good, but I, like, I, would I like, like that. to see a team up just of all stretchy characters, <laughs> like the stretch squad. I'm the villain. Like I'm the villain. Yeah. That's fighting <laughs> stretch against. Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, Captain. No. A plastic, plastic Man. Yeah. And then in the first X Men film, the Governor, who they. No, oh, yeah. Manipulate, and he can squeeze through the bars only for a second before he turns into a puddle and dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, um, I didn't talk about this, but Haley Berry actually gets progressively better in those films. Like she only uses that accent in the first one because she was trying to be like authentic to the character, but it didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, well, James, what happens to a frog when he gets struck by lightning? Same thing as everyone else. Mm-hmm. That's a good joke. <laughs> um, oh my god, it was such a good. joke. I think she's. The, I think like visually she's the right casting, but I just think you and you made actually another good point about the time period where like it was the time where comic book films weren't being kind of. It was in the Batman and Robin era where people yeah. were like, yeah, they're just live action cartoons. We'll yeah. just ham it up. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. You do see that a lot, but I think like X-Men 2, I think, is the beginning of the change of that. Like, um, Okay, so the next question in our Fight Club debate. Um, the first rule is promote it extensively. <laughs> exactly. Um, who gives the best performance in any of the X-Men movies? 
Uh, so Nick went first last time. I'm happy for Tina to take so the We might let Tina go first. Sure. So my answer to who gives the best performance is Haley Berry. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, is Hugh Jackman. Which, Good old Aussie film? Hugh. Oh, did does, I have to say a specific it film? I meant have, overall. It doesn't have to. You can say overall. Yeah. It doesn't might hurt your arguments if he decides to rebut against other movies. Other movies has been in. That's all. That's yeah. okay. That's fine. Well, I'm saying I'm saying overall. Okay. Cool. Um, and I'm saying Hugh Jackman because because um, I'm, <laughs> can you tell that I'm stalling for time <laughs> to come up? Stalling? Yeah. Stalling. <laughs> stalling. <laughs> um, <laughs> filibustering. What's the origin of that word? <laughs> um. Yeah, so basically I'm picking Hugh Jackman uh, because he's good old Aussie. I think his performance is extremely convincing, um, as particularly when you look at that Logan trailer for the new Logan movie coming out. Um, we all know that he's a fantastic actor. Yes, there are other fantastic actors in this in this franchise, as I'm sure Nick will mention one of, them. one of them. <laughs> and I don't disagree with him on that. However, I say that Hugh Jackman is the best one because of the amount of character research that he would have to do to get into the mindset for the history of that particular character um, is more extreme than the character than I would say you would have. And being a drama teacher, thank you very much, I understand (laughs) how an actor needs to develop their character over time. And I really feel that because he's been playing... Um, now I'm on a roll. I didn't need to follow Buster. Um, and I really feel that because he's been playing that same role for such a long time, he's really had time mm-hmm. to develop the character really well. Um, whereas other actors, they've only been in that role for a shorter period of amount of time. And that's not to say that they don't do a good job because they're very good actors. But I really feel like... Um, Hugh Jackman has made Wolverine his own. So to the point where when it came to question three, I found it very difficult to think of somebody else. Yeah, I did as well. Mm. That's my argument. Strong opening statement. Yeah, that was good. good. luck. Yeah, I... Uh, Check and make. <laughs> I was thinking... He was, uh, he was placing for me. I was like, he was definitely up there. The only reason I didn't go with him is because of how many films he's been in. Because I was like, for every good moment, mm. there's like... I don't know if you remember, but in... X-Men Origins, Wolverine, there's a bit where he like wakes up and it looks like he's coming or something. <laughs> and, and actually, his partner's like, we're going to have to get new bed sheets or something like that. <laughs> but it's just so lame, it's just like, <laughs> So, I was like, for every good moment, I was like, I can't put him in there. So, I went with my boy, James McAvoy. He's just probably my favourite actor in that franchise. And I just reckon he conveys that um, conflict of I don't know if you remember, but he, because he gets injured and he can have that serum, mm. lie on the facts here, that's, uh, that means he can either like walk, mm. but he doesn't have his mutant powers, mm. uh, or he um, can be in a wheelchair and have them. Mm. And I just thought that, that the first half of, um, uh, I can't remember which, one of the new ones, I can't remember which one it is, when he... Uh, he has that conflict where Wolverine comes to find him and he's just this hermit mm. and he's living on these drugs to like make sure so he can walk. Uh, I just thought that was like some of the best acting in the whole franchise. Mm. However, um, when you look at the in-depth difficulties that Wolverine has had to go through in his life, and now this will have to be fat-checked, but to the you know <laughs> being being a prisoner of war. 
um, having his family killed or oh, something similar to that, that. losing his family, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, being his abducted family. to the and being experimented on like a like a lab rat, um, having to deal with the excruciating pain of growing bone claws out of his hands for so many years until the adamantium was fused to it. I mean, no offence, but being in a wheelchair, <laughs> like sitting down for your whole life, isn't that hard? No offence to anybody who's in a wheelchair. <laughs> but, you know, considering what, what Wolverine, what Logan, mm. Logan had to go through in his life. Getting I, uh, new bed sheets. <laughs> getting new bed sheets, you know. Everybody knows how hard it is yeah. to change a bed by yourself. Can you imagine doing that with bone claws I as well? He would shred the sheets <laughs> apart. It would be a mess. Threads everywhere. 200 thread count, more like no 100 thread count. <laughs> more like 10 million thread yeah. count. So, uh, that's my rebuttal against yours. How can I, uh, how can I argue with that? That's it? You guys are done? Yep. Yeah, I see that round. That was my favourite favorite thing ever. That was great. Um, quick fact check. Um, actually, it's pretty clean. Um, I'm going to have to award it to Tina. Not only were her arguments super strong, but the argument you made for James McAvoy's performance was in the film you championed and you couldn't remember it. <laughs> I just couldn't remember the name. So, yeah. so it's kind of hard to be like, well... He argued so strongly for the film that he <laughs> loved in the previous argument yeah. and then couldn't remember the scene it was from, so... Um, that was a great fight. Great, like, reference to the uh, adamantium. I was like, oh, she used the word adamantium. Yeah. That was great. Um, and also, you were right. Um, his wife and child were killed by Sabretooth in Wolverine Origins. Um, yeah, clean run. Everyone, like, got most of their facts and stuff. Yeah. Stuff. So one all going for the last yep, round. Going into I the do last declare. Round. I am again surprised that like I know that I keep harping on about it. I'm surprised no one chose Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool. Um, yeah, again, good, but I yeah, yeah but not, um, not I against Hugh Jackman. I would have said either maybe I think Hugh Jackman's a good call because he has the big filmography, and that was another thing that played just strength. Like he's been doing it for so long. Um, I might have chosen Patrick Stewart, um, and I might have chosen. Famke Janssen, who plays um, Jean Grey in the first three films. But uh, it's tough. I think you guys both chose the, the two best candidates. So mm. that was What about tough. Ian McKellen? Ian McKellen as well. Although Ian, uh, I'd prefer Ian McKellen than Patrick Stewart. I think Patrick Stewart doesn't really do anything in them. Well, he's in a wheelchair. What yeah. <laughs> exactly, that's my point. He walked in one of them, guys. Um, Ian McKellen, I feel like in the first film, like I just even though he's great... I feel like he looks so dopey in the Magneto outfit. Yeah. There's no way of pulling that off. Like, Also, he's yeah. quite theatrical. There's not, mm. It's not really a nuance. The no. Magneto that he plays, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like floating in the air and going like... No! Yeah. Like, his best, like his best stuff is when he's playing chess with Charles. Like every time you see them playing chess, yeah. great scenes. Um, or that, you know, when his death scene? Yeah. In which film? I'm just trying to remember. Oh, in Days of Future Past, yeah, yeah. The number one X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> it's official now. Yeah. Um, you got to watch, you have to watch Apocalypse, because even though like, a lot of people didn't like that film, Fassbender like, gives the best Magneto performance. Like I would say yeah. that's the best version of Magneto in any of the films. I have it, but uh, for some reason, like iTunes didn't provide any subs. Okay. And it was, you know, in Ger- you know, like, there's a bit in German and stuff. And yeah. I, was like, I, um, hate, I hate it when that happens. I can lend you my Blu-ray. 
I'm just learning a bunch of lyrics yeah, this week. Lego Movie and uh, the other one, X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, so we're down to the final round. This one we thought we'd have a bit of fun with, because this is the week of Logan, and we haven't really talked about... We talked about Wolverine a little bit, but not a lot. Um, he's uh, retiring his character. He's announced he's uh, not going to do it anymore, although that being said, there is some rumours we might see a Wolverine Deadpool film, but we don't know that for sure. Um, so, in a world where they're rebooting everything, who do you cast as Wolverine next? Um, so Tina won that round... So you can cho- oh, you know you won that round. So you can choose whether you want to do the opening statement. Do you want to serve? Or do you, or do you want to be be? Served? I always sucked at serving, so you can serve. Okay, serves up, <laughs> dudes. Okay, so my choice for the next Wolverine, and I never would have picked this in his days in the office, is John <laughs> Krasinski, our own, mm. purely because of this. Oh, wow. I've just Googled yeah. John Krasinski buff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's true. I know he got absolutely So he ripped. would be, are you are you tailoring it, like, as if this movie were to come out, would it be like a prequel? Uh, it could be any... a, a reboot? So, yeah, or... no, yeah, a reboot. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just thought, like, you are right on Hugh Jackman. Like, he's made that character his own. So I was like, who can I just picture mm. who can pull that off? And I never would have thought that Jim from The Office would. Um, but I watched uh, that uh, 27 Hours or whatever it's called. You know, the secret 13 song. Hours? 13, 13 yeah. Hours. Yeah. Double, double. It. <laughs> uh, and, um, and he was great in that. And he was like really buff and macho, which I think uh, Wolverine is. Mm. And I know he rocks the beard these days and he got super buff for that. So that, that would be my choice. I just think he could pull off that like raw uh, aggression that Wolverine mm. has. Uh, and I think he's a really good actor as well. Mm. I honestly, when I saw your answer for that, I was like, really? And then when I saw that picture, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I see that. I see that. Yeah, I was puzzled by that. When mm. you said that, I'm like, oh, I think Tina might have this in the bag. Mm. Now I'm not so sure. Now, um, my one, now just before I, I'm going to still go with my one, but who was the, who's the guy in the Guardians trailer that we saw, the dad? Who's, oh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Russell. So, oh, the second good. I saw Kurt Russell, I was like, oh my God, Kurt Russell should totally be Wolverine. But I think I need to go with the person that I've Definitely put down and yeah. argued. So maybe Kurt Russell as it, because I was thinking in the future. Mm. So after Logan, you know, when he's an older man, I put down Nick Offerman um, because I basically thought to myself, who's the blokiest actor I know? Mm. And then Nick Offerman came to mind. <laughs> Mind you, we were watching Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, to confirm, Ron if, Swanson from yes, Parks and Rec. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, because I really think he has that um, moodiness down. Um, I really think like he would be able to pull off, uh, yeah, an older Logan when he's like post this movie or something like that. Um, and um, you know, Nick Offerman. So often we see him in. So Offerman, we see him <laughs> in, um, you know, comedy roles. But when you saw, uh, if you ever, if anybody's seen The Founder, you could see him in a really quite serious role as well. The only thing I'd say about Nick Offerman is that he is a little bit sort of tubby. So he, he would have to like buff up. The unless the Logan that you're going for is he's retired and then you can make it a comedy yeah. <laughs> sort of thing like that and he's like you know he uses his claws to like chop up lettuce yeah. for dinner or he could be of uh, one of those uh, Japanese chefs uh, yeah chefs. absolutely you know what I mean so <laughs> like there's a, there's ways that you yeah. can go with this yeah. Um, but yeah so basically I thought he was the blokiest guy I know yeah. um, I think he's got a good voice for it 
Um, yes. That's, uh, I'll play one a little bit more. Kind of maybe you knock down why Nick Offman's not a good choice. And Would maybe, you like me to rebut? Yeah, maybe you knock down why. Uh, okay, yeah. Not so good. Okay. Uh, well, I'd, I, I actually agree with you about the voice. Like, I think he's got one of the voices, and he's hairy enough. Mm. But, yeah, the, the tubbiness comes into mm. it for me. And I'm just not sure. I've never seen him. I haven't seen The Founder, but I've never, I, don't, I don't believe that he's got that aggression, that Wolverine. Mm. That's his sort of trademark. You think about Hugh Jackman all the way through, especially when he's like at the first X-Men, when he hasn't really been um, brought into the, the fold. He's like, he almost is like a bit of a, a just a wild animal. Like he's yeah. running around getting, doing like bar fights and mm. stuff. I just don't buy that from Nick Offman. He seems yeah. too like gentle to me. Mm. So that would be the reason I would hesitate. Mm. Um, well, the reason that I would hesitate um, with Jim, Kri- Jim, <laughs> John Krasinski, is because he'd look at the camera all the time. No, um, is because uh, if you were to do, yeah, if you were to do um, a Wolverine movie with John Krasinski, it really would have to be within that same period of time. Um, so you know, I would have preferred it, you know, if it was a bit younger or someone a bit older so that we can look at some sort of Wolverine movie that sort of bookends the whole series that he's gone through so we see some new stuff um, but I pretty much agree with you <laughs> like uh, you convinced me <laughs> uh, well Tina can say like with her conceding that point mm. even without her point I think I have to give it to Nick, yep. I'm surprised. Like, that picture definitely helped. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah oh, that wow. picture really did help. I don't know if I like the idea of Wolverine chopping lettuce and <laughs> being a sitcom. Um, he, he's, it's time he retired and had a rest. You know, he needs to live his life. He's been killing people for so long. Um, yeah, that was tough. I think I do have to give the edge to yeah. Nick. So the first ever... What if it was Kurt Russell? I'd want to hear your argument for Kurt Russell because I would go. This is the other thing that maybe hurt your argument with Nick Hoffman. We're seeing old man Logan, like that's what this movie yeah, is. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Um, but I did like. I want to see old old man Logan. I want to see eighty year old Logan. Yeah. Well, that's what the book was, and they yeah. kind of. I thought they were going to do a little bit, make him look older in this film, and it seems they're well, kind of steering away from that. One thing I think we both should be congratulated on is we did not have any obvious choices. Yeah, absolutely. I don't mm. think anyone else would have come up with those two. Like all, all I needed left was the guy who plays Holt on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm like, okay, so you guys are chosen the three like dudes. <laughs> you know who I should have said? Yeah, I should have just said Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, there's, I was no, waiting... there's no contesting of that. I was hoping to say there's gonna be a female Wolverine because there is a female Wolverine in the comics. I'm like, I wonder if yeah. anyone will go with a girl. You know what? Mm. I would have come into the same issue. I'm like, I can't think of maybe a female actress, female actress, mm. uh, who um, who could. Who has that like? Because mm. it's just it's an, a unique character. It's yeah. so aggressive and like raw, you know. Like, I was thinking in the car this morning. I was like, who would we get to play teenage Wolverine? Do you want to know, mm. know who I was going to cast? Who? So, uh, I've I've been thinking this for probably the last two years. Like for a long time, I've been thinking about who the like because they've been kind of talking about bringing it to an end. And Wolverine in the comics is statistic is technically one of the smallest mutants. Like they cast six foot whatever Hugh Jackman, but he's like five foot. Three, five foot four, um, and so one dude who Daniel I Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. Daniel Rads. I'm not even kidding. I was like, thinking I, that in the car. I was like, oh, Daniel Rads. Yeah. I know that he comes up a lot, but he's I was, hairy. Ever since I saw him, like in Imperium and stuff as well, mm. and in Horns, but he has that darkness. He could do, yeah. he could do the anger and yeah. the yeah. yeah, fear. You would have beat me. I was me. thinking that in the car. I was thinking that. And in the like car. all he needs is some facial hair. And like he is, like he does have a pretty good body. Like he's only you know 
probably a couple of weeks at the gym away from kind of getting to yeah. you know the physique they want. But like he just, I hope he listens to this. We just like talk him up so much. <laughs> yeah, we do. See, there we go. Like that's totally a teenage wolf. I could, I could buy that. You yeah. would have won totally if you had a goal with that. I, no, the I should have. I can argue Daniel Radcliffe to the cows come home. Um, yeah, that's been my choice for the next book. And it's kind of an odd choice as well. I feel like a lot of people would kind of resist that. But I think... I, don't, to... I wouldn't buy his accent, I think. I wouldn't buy his voice, you know? Yeah. yeah, you'd have to make it really gruff. Well, to be fair, like... He's got quite a boyish sort of... To be fair, like, Wolverine is also Canadian, which they never kind of... They kind of tackled in the films a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. And I feel like Canadian is kind of the meeting point between American and British, because British have kind of that upward lilt a bit as well. So he could kind of find that accent, I think. Um, I hope he is in the states legally. <laughs> in Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Says so damn immigrants. Um, oh, that was actually more fun than I thought. I wasn't sure how that would go going in. Yeah, yeah. I think we had a slow start, but this is also, as you said, beta testing. So. Mm. And also, I didn't have like a pen and paper to hold. Like I wasn't like taking notes and stuff, and I was kind of just letting you guys go. But we'll tinker with it. But I'd like to do it again. I like the idea of the debates. Well, you'll have to get involved. I can't wait. Like there's so, like, in each one of those ones, I'm like, oh, I'm just going forever. Yeah. Uh, but this was still like pretty, pretty like peaceful fighting. We'll get. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll get louder and more aggressive as it goes <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, that was Fight Club. I liked it. Yeah, well, I liked it. it we'll good. do it again. Even though I lost. Hard to think of a topic that you won't destroy us both at, though. Yeah, with all of your facts. Maybe sport movies. You know, yeah, not a massive sport movie. I was just like, argue Caddyshack or something. <laughs> what is the most accurate portrayal of a film of sport? Have you got more? Wimbledon. <laughs> I never saw that. Uh, it's got the vision in it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. This is kind of a short episode because we didn't have... A big discussion topic or a countdown list. So, I feel like we can just go out, go out with a bang. Like, I'll give you a genre. You just give me the best movie in that genre. Oh, that's tough. We've been doing that at work lately. I've uh, put up this big banner at work. I want everyone to write in their favorite movies in each genre. I'm going to put like yeah. all these posters around the store and stuff. But, all right, give me a very quickly. This isn't photoshopped at all. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be my profile picture. <laughs> give me like your top. Two or three, just a tough couple of like plot twists in any medium. So it can be show or TV, oh, show or movie. I'll go. So because I have a couple, I would. Just, mine would be, and everyone abused me for this and says it was obvious, and I should have seen it. The village, the fact that it was like set in, you guys seen the village? Modern I, times. I know, I know this twist, but I've never seen it. Okay, no. yeah. So it's like it a long time ago. set in like modern times, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just like yeah, and also the reveal. Nah, that's not. I mean, that would would be up there. But my other one was uh, the multiple timelines in Westworld. Mm. That blew. Yeah, my that's a great twist. <sighs> I like that twist. Um, I would go then maybe the Hodor twist in Game of oh, Thrones. Oh yeah, great. Mm. Um, I just had one now forgotten. Um, oh my god, I just forgot it. Oh, the um, kind of maybe like a lesser like one that people kind of forget about the twist in the Prestige. Yeah, um, where he has clones. Is yeah. it clones? It's clones. He clones and he just kills them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that twist as well. That's cool. Yeah, um, I can't think of anything. Um, I would not say the Westworld one because I saw that one coming. Yeah, but you're the only person. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know anyone. But I, I would definitely say the Hodor one. Mm. Um, and I would also say uh, Oberon's eyes, like Oberon oh. dying. Yeah, like, that was 
was not expecting that. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Was not expecting that. Yeah, that's a pretty good twist. Um, Game of Thrones is full of great twists. I sort yeah. of, I thought that was going too well. Mm. I thought if he was going to win that fight, he wouldn't win it easily. And the yeah. fact that he was winning easily, I'm like, I've got a bad feeling about yeah. this. Uh, in terms of a movie... In terms of a movie, I mean, other than Twister, <laughs> I don't know. What about I Am Your Father? What? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. But you know what? That probably if I saw that for the first time now, mm. that would be an amazing twist. Yeah. But it's like I just grew up knowing that. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Um Yeah. I need like time to think about it. You guys yeah. keep talking. Um have you ever seen there's like I saw a reaction video of someone who had never seen Star Wars and didn't know anything about it. Okay. And like so they were watching that movie and you could you could just see them sitting on the couch. It was a I think it was a guy and his girlfriend and uh, she was just like looking so uninterested and you could hear it and then it was just like, I am your father and she was just like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I want that reaction. Yeah. It's just, good. it sucks growing up with Star Wars because you just knew before, yeah. before I'd seen all of them through and knew the plot, you'd, you just knew that plot. Yeah, that. you'd probably seen the Simpsons episode where like he spoils it for everyone yeah. in the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe Fight Club? Yeah, great twist. Mm. Really good twist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. seven. I'm just looking at a list now. What's in the box? What's mm. in the box? Has, have you got a list there of like best twists? Yeah, What's so this is, this a lot is of coming Shana, up with. Fincher. Yeah. yeah. So Citizen Kane, haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. Really Planet weird. of the Apes. I guess that would have been a pretty good twist at the time. Like It was Earth all along. <laughs> uh, Psycho? Yeah, good twist. Uh, whatever Marge, it's Chinatown. Everything is literally Simpsons reference. Um, Friday Thirteenth. Oh, that's a great twist. What's the twist in that? So, in the first film, like for those who haven't seen it, spoilers. I'm sorry, it's a forty year old film almost. Um, Jason isn't the killer. The killer is Jason's mum. Mm. Ah, yeah. Um, Empire Strikes Back. Usual Suspects. Seven. Primal Fear. Scream. Uh, mm. The Game. Fallen. The Sixth Sense. Yeah, that is great. And Fight Club. And American Psycho. And Memento. I don't remember the Yeah, Memento. Memento's great. Donnie Darko. Secret Window. The Village. Saw. Oh, yeah. The Twist in Saw. Oh, Saw. Yeah, Yeah, great twist. I'd go with that one. The Prestige. Oh, I'm so glad I made the list. (laughs) Gone Baby Gone. Orphan. Oh, yeah. The Twist in Gone Baby Gone is awesome. Orphan. Orphan should have made mine. It's terrifying. Um... I haven't seen it, but um, every, I was told to date it, There's some good ones on there. I'm so glad Prestige made the list, because I feel like that's a really underappreciated film. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's really, really Who good. Who directs that again? Uh, some idiot. You bastard. <laughs> uh, Chris Nolan. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Dunkirk must be out sometime soon. I haven't seen the trailer for that yet, but I'll get there. That was... um. Uh, can I just say one more thing? Go for it. I just realised that I forgot to do a review for a movie that I watched a long time ago, which was Brave. Oh, sure. Check it, it in. It a was, bonus review. Bonus review. Uh, it was good. Cool. How yeah. many uh, Scottish bows would you give it? Nine. Wow, that's high. What was it called? Brave. Brave. I'm going to have a look at it right now. Braveheart. No, not Braveheart. It's brave. Is it just Braveheart with a girl? I haven't seen Braveheart, so I don't know. That's wonderful. It's got Billy Cornelly. It does have Billy Cornelly. <laughs> and I'm Emma not, Thompson. I'm definitely not going to butcher that accident. So. Emma Thompson, who refuses to come back for Love Actually 2. Did you say that? Yeah. Ooh. Is there a Love Actually 2? They're talking about doing a reunion, and she oh, said wow. it's too soon after Alan Rickman's death, so she's uh, He would want her to do it. I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. 
I hope they gratuitously put him in there as CG, <laughs> like they did with Tarkin in Star Wars. And with Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. They should just get the puppet of him, you know, in the pot of puppet pals? Uh, Snape. Snape. Severus. We're definitely rambling now, guys, so uh, we're going to wrap it up for this week's uh, edition of Passing Remote. It's been a fun episode. We'll, I enjoyed that. We'll probably be back with just a regular topic next week, but maybe not. In fact, next week we'll come back with a review of Logan. Hopefully. Yeah, I'll make sure I see it. That's what I'm looking forward to talking about. I don't know about. what I'll get a chance to, but I will endeavour to see that. I changed it to eight bows. Eight bows? Yep. Eight oh. bows. But that's still good. Um, I can't remember what we reviewed this week, but that's okay. I re- we reviewed some Oscar films and stuff like that. Sure. Just for the description later. Um, that is a very different past remote for this week. Uh, I'm James Chalmers. Say goodbye, kids. See ya. Bye-bye. See you next week.